I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right. Back on the Jeff Cockett Show. Let's do this uh, Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Cockett Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around. Us. Give today at churchhealth.org. <laughs> Hilarious. Chris, what are we listening to? Uh, something so strong could carry us away. That's Crowded House, led by New Zealander Neil Finn, in honor of fellow Kiwi Stephen Adams, um, who carried Tony Bradley away and signed an extension with the Grizzlies yesterday, Saturday, sometime this weekend. Uh... Yeah, you tweeted that the official Stephen Adams theme song, and you're a little. You, you, did you just think of this, Chris? What? What? A little. You, this is. Uh, it's a bit of genius, but a delayed genius. Yeah, too delayed. I really should have come up with that. You know, last year when he was carrying away Tony Bradley. Maybe I did, <laughs> and I forgot. I don't know. I can't remember. No, I came up with that like 15 minutes ago. Uh, well, that's wonderful. All right, so uh, Stephen Adams, two-year deal. Two years, $25.2 million. That's a little bit of a pay cut. He's making $17.9 million this year. What do you think the Grizzlies were thinking, and what do you think Steven Adams was thinking? Um, I think that was the sweet spot. And I had, you know, broken clock right twice a day. But I, I had, back at the end of the regular season, when I did my final player notes, my note for Steven Adams, you know, at the very end, I said, you know, I, that that I suggested two years, $25 million. I think that's what I wrote. Maybe I said 24. Two years, $24 million would be something that I, I think would make sense for both parties and that I would advise them to, like, meet in the middle there. So I feel like this was a totally fair deal all around. Steven Adams was always going to take a pay cut, whether he signed the extension or went to free agency next summer. Like, you know, it's a 29-year-old center at this point who sub-all-star, he was not going to be making $17 million. So I think this is pretty much in line with what market value would have been next summer. Um, and I think he has been really good for the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies have been really good for him. And so I think it's, you know, made sense for all parties involved to, to work something out. Uh, you made the point in the, in the piece that you wrote about this at the Daily Memphian that they could have signed Jonas Valanciunas to a similar deal. He ended up signing... Two years, thirty million, so a little uh, pricier uh, in New Orleans. Do you think they made the decision that Yon- that Stephen Adams is the right fit for this team, and Jonas wasn't necessarily the right fit for this team, or did they think Jonas was going to be more expensive, or what? What's your thought there? I think a little bit of all of that, but I, but I think the fit thing is part of it. I, I think part of their decision to deal Jonas 
was they didn't want to gear. He demands a lot more touches and a lot more shots than Steven Adams does, and they did not want to tie their offense as much to going to a big man, going to a center down low. And so I think part of it was fit-wise they wanted to free up their offense and, and sort of reorient it a little bit differently. So I think that was part of it. Um, obviously, you know, whatever Jonas was asking for and what he ended up signing for was a little bit more than, than what this is going to be, although this is, will be one year further out since it came a year later. And then the other thing was Jonas had enough value trade-wise that along with other components, they were able to move up into the lottery of that draft. I mean, I think if, you know, if someone had come to them this summer and said, hey, you know, you want to, you want, you want to get to number 10 in a deal where you have to give up Steven Adams, right. like they may have done that, right? right. But I don't right. think that, that was on the table. And so I think there's a little bit of everything there. But I think as much as everyone loved Jonas, I think the Grizzlies did too. Culturally, I think Adams even a better fit there. Um, and I, I, and a fit that I think allows them to sh- allow them to shift their offense without any decline in their offense. Their offense actually got better, even though they had a center average in six points a game. And I think that wasn't, you know, I, I think it's not. I think they tied Stephen Adams to Ja, and that was part of it. But Stephen Adams worked really well with Ja, and, and worked really well with a lot of other components of the roster. So I think they, I think they love the fit on court and off with Stephen Adams. It's interesting because I remember before last season. You asked Stephen Adams about his history with productive point guards, that he, it unlocks him in a way, that he works extraordinarily well, which we've seen in Oklahoma City or whatever. And, and you asked him about whether it, feel, whether it felt like the fit with Ja would be the same. And he kind of batted away the question, like, oh, let's see. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, yeah. every point guard's different. But it actually worked out exactly as one might would have hoped. Yeah, no, that's sort of my struggle sometimes. Trying to talk to players because I don't really expect them to like, like, like I don't need them to like co-sign that for me to write it. Like, like I sort of believe in my own analysis. But it'd be nice to get like interesting comments from them to to coincide. But like, I don't really need it, and I don't really expect to get it most of the time, honestly. Um, But but I think I think you know he he was he he said something about you know they're different players and we'll see and he's right and I've kind of made that point that I think Jock can be something different and should be something different than a Westbrook type but that notion of the explosive lead ball handler coming off his screen getting to the rim and then allowing Stephen Adams to come behind and clean up if it misses that dynamic I think was in effect with with Westbrook and very much was in effect with John Morant too. Uh, and then the other implication is here for Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, he's going to basically right. stay in his same role, right? Which is when he comes back, he's going to be uh, power forward and some play some at center. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I don't think that's really much of a shift. I, I think you know, I think from the very beginning, back to Jackson's rookie season, when we would have these conversations about you know what's the best player to play to fit next to Jaron Jackson, my answer was always optionality. It, it's take advantage of his versatility to have different kinds of players you can fit with him based on what's going on in the game. And so, you know, Steven Adams, even now, is someone who plays like half the game. I don't know what he averaged last year. It was like 26 minutes, something like that. I think that number probably goes down over the course of the next three years, and they're paying him such that it's fine if it does. If he's a 22-minute-a-game center at $12 million, I think that's going to be fine. And so what's going to happen is Jaron's going to toggle. He's going to start at the four, but he's going to toggle between the four and the five based on who he's playing with and based on the matchups. And, 
you know, they'll just like they did last season, they're going to start games with Jaron at the four and Steve Adams at the five, and how they finish games is going to depend on the flow of the game. And you're going to see a lot of games where Jaron finishes games at the five next to Brandon Clark, I think. All right, so then we also had our first look at the Grizzlies again play tonight. Uh, their exhibition uh, home opener is tonight, or preseason home opener is tonight against the Orlando Magic. Uh, but they played and defeated uh, a team that had, was wearing Milwaukee Bucks jerseys Saturday. And uh, Junior was great again. <laughs> like, like Junior's just, and we are going to call him Junior. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is, is, is called Junior. Uh, by everybody, it feels like. Ended up 17 points, 6 of 8 from the field. What'd you think? Yeah, he knocked out a 3, which is good to see. But the main thing was, yes, it's a preseason game. And yes, neither of these players are in their prime at this point. But still, he got ISO'd on the block against Serge Ibaka and then against Brook Lopez, and he absolutely cooked both of them. And, like, the Brooke Lopez basket was very much, you don't want to overdo, like, the Zebo comparisons, but that was very much a Zebo move. That was, you get it on the block, you turn, you face up, you make a quicker, a quicker move than you would expect from a guy that size to get into the body of the defender, then you use your bulk and your touch to sell him off and score. And that was, I mean, that, that was just, I think he can do this. Now, can he defend? Can he, the shot selection? There's all kinds of other questions. But can he score on the block against NBA defenders? I, I, I feel like the answer is going to be yes. What is the giddiest, most outlandish upside this year? I, I, not going this year for Kenneth Lofton Jr.? That he forces his way into the rotation, as, you know, fourth big. I think the tricky thing there is, you know, Steven Adams, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, if those three are sort of set, and then you're, you're you know, once Jaron comes back, and then right now we're talking about Aldama, and we're talking about. LaRavia, we're talking about Roddy, we're talking about playing small ball, all these options for how you fill out what everyone presumes will still be a 10-man rotation in the regular season. There's Lofton forces way into that mix. Um, I'm not, I would not project that to be the case, but I wouldn't rule it out either. And if injuries happen and he gets those opportunities, is he going to play in a way that makes you really scratch your, you know, scratch your head about going forward into in the next right. season in terms of role? It also makes – it's also – I actually think he could probably, who knows, we may see where he might be able to contribute in that role, but would he be better for his development, getting heavy minutes, uh, right. uh, you know, in South Haven? Um, what's his, I hate to even already be worrying about this question, what's the deal with, what's his deal contractually going forward? Uh, I should have looked this up before, because now I can't remember on the, whether it's the one year or the two on, on the two-way. Whichever it is, there will be restricted rights at the end of it, like NBA restricted rights. So I can't remember with Lofton. Oh, okay, now I think I do remember. I think with Lofton, it's a one-year, and I think with Vince Williams, it's a two-year. So Kenneth Lofton, I think it's just a one-year deal locked in on the two-way, but then he would be a restricted free agent at the end of, at the end of it. Okay. Uh, all right, the others, <clears throat> interesting. It was a fascinating game just because you got to see all the kids, uh, including – I mean, Brandon Clark played, but then you got Zaire Williams, who looked looked good. Uh, Aldama, I thought, looked good. And then LaRavia and Roddy, after slow starts, sort of looked better in the second half. Your thoughts on those players? Yeah, I, to me, it wasn't that notable of a Zaire Williams performance, and he didn't play as much. Right. Um, he and Brandon Clark both sort of didn't play as much. They really sort of they they handed it shots. over at the end. Yeah. yeah, they handed over at the end to the kids in Aldama for the most part. 
Um, I thought Aldama looked really good. Um, in the, I mean, at the end of the, the, the night, does his stat line look better than some of these rookies? I don't know. But I think if you're watching the game, he looked better start to finish. Of course, they came on late. And, you know, he was active. Active around around the basket, you know, had a block shot, had good good defensive rebound numbers. Um, I think he looked really comfortable out there, especially in transition, not just running the floor as a finisher, but like handling the ball and passing the ball in transition. And so my my sense of that was, if he was in pole position to be the starter on opening night, and I sort of believe that he was, I think nothing about that game would change that. Um, Laravia and Roddy both looked pretty rough early. I, I did, it is good that they came on and looked much better late. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a limit to what we're going to learn game to game. It's going to be a longer process with those guys. They they both have limitations athletically, somewhat similar but slightly different limitations athletically. The hope with both is that they overcome those limitations with their with their sort of alertness and shooting ability and skill stuff. And and they they sort of did over the course of that game. But you know, it's a preseason game, so we'll see. Kennedy Chandler had a really good game. Kennedy Chandler um, did I, have a really good game. That was a very game, encouraging I mean. game by him. What's that? Yeah, I thought he he looked ter- terrific. Eleven points, eight assists, shot well. Uh, pesky. He's he's yeah, he's, and, and he was mostly Milwaukee. It's true, Milwaukee did not play. They sat Giannis and Chris Middleton, who's their second or third best player, depending on how you rank it, was out with injury. But they played most of the rest of their of their their normal guys. And I'm not saying that Drew Holiday and Javon Carter like took Kennedy Chandler as seriously as they would <laughs> right. whenever they're playing in the right. playoffs. It's a preseason game, but still, he was out there with like a good NBA defender and Javon Carter, and one of the best, and, and Drew Holiday, and like did a good job. So that was a very promising game from Kennedy Chandler. It's um, and it's true. Obviously, this is not a one game, you know, game to game sample side, but it is interesting that even in their one game offerings, Laravia and Roddy. Uh, they they looked a little like the, the good and bad was the good and bad that you would think about. Like with Laravia, yeah. you wondered athletically, but if he got his shots off, he you know he looked good. And Roddy, uh, you're kind of wondering how he fits, and yet you look up and he's got 18 points and he's five, you know, and, and he's doing things. He does. He, 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 does, he does a lot of stuff. Yeah. You worry Laravia not going to do a, do enough stuff. <laughs> right. Roddy's going to do a lot of stuff. Whether it ends up being good or bad in the end is sort of the mystery. But he is so active. He's very strong. He's very aggressive. And he just—he's active. He just gets involved in stuff. He'll—he'll. He'll, this is sort of the point I was making last week about. I think Aldama and Roddy are players who will generate shots. Whether they generate shots to a good effect is a separate question. But I think they're the kind of players who will be dynamic in that way. You know, Roddy five of twelve, not great, but like not terrible not either, terrible. really. And and made made big plays late and made a lot of hustle plays. You know, he got offensive rebounds, running in transition, following stuff up. And so, on the whole, like, you know, fairly encouraging games from both. I, I think LaRavia didn't do a lot in the half court. If you watch, like, how he generated his numbers, it was a, it was a wide open, break. trailing yeah. three in transition. Yeah. It was a couple other plays in transition. And so, the question of, like, how he operates against a set half court defense, I think, remains a big question. Uh, and then, finally, we have the promotional schedule has been released, the Grizzlies promotional schedule. If you could have one thing that they are giving out uh, in their promotional schedule, what would it be? Well, I mean, I'm really boring on this question. Of course, for, for me, every year, the answer the is the magnet schedule. Oh, right. No, the <laughs> magnet schedule. No, I love, the, I, I love the giveaway free sunglasses. I don't yeah. want the Dylan Brooks sunglasses. I'm not oh, going to wear those in public. Those will be different. 
I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not I wearing see. those in public. I'm not that bold. I will wear <laughs> giveaways. I did this weekend, by the way, at the Memphis Music Festival. I will, will wear free you giveaway get... Grizzly sunglasses. Yeah, those are great. Oh, these are um, different. These are different. The Dylan yeah, Brooks ones are different. I'm not. I can't. I can't pull off that. All right, November fourth is the Grizzlies magnet schedule. My refrigerator does not. It's somehow weird. Some kind of weird metal that doesn't hold a magnet. So that wouldn't work for me. Uh, but that's what so, you you would like. What else? Yeah, that, that's a boring answer. But it, but that's my legitimate mm-hmm. answer. That's the one I will make sure I get, and I'll pester Ross Wooden about getting it, as he already knows, because um, I don't generally get that stuff. But um, the scarf is high quality. Historically, the scarf has been very high quality and usually high quality. Um, I feel like the the jaw gritty bobble thing is going to be the most popular. Right. My problem with the t-shirts and stuff is a though they're going to have corporate logos on them that I don't want to wear. Yeah. And then B, like they're not going to be my size anyway because I'm too big. I guess. I'll, okay, my real answer here, and the same with the, the Stephen Adams Hawaiian shirt, unless they got some double XLTs they're willing to hand out. But my real answer, and I can't believe I've taken this long. I mean, knowing my um, sartorial reputation, it's got to be the trucker hat. <laughs> the trucker hat. It's going to have a uh, thing on it too. It's going to have yeah, a, a it's gonna corporate have logo. On it logo so I, so I, <laughs> I won't actually wear it. The but, but I am you, a cap guy. To, to ones you've highlighted are. Uh, the big Memphis T-shirt. That's the uh, October nineteenth against the Knicks. The magnet schedule is November fourth against the Hornets. The trucker hat is November eleventh versus the Timberwolves. The block Panther socks November eighteenth versus the Thunder. The Dylan Brooks sunglasses December thirty first versus the Pelicans. Grizz scarf is February tenth versus the Timberwolves. A little late in the in the chilly season for that, but there you go. Uh, Zaire Williams' water jug is March 11th versus the Mavs, March 24th. I, I, just, I, I uh-huh. hope that's collapsible. Otherwise, that's sort of an ordeal to keep me lugging around. around the yeah. Uh, yeah. The John Rant gritty bobble is uh, March 24th versus the Rockets. I think you're right. That's going to be the most popular. I think the Stephen Adams Hawaiian shirt is promising and entertaining, but I'm not convinced it'll be high enough quality. I need a huge Steven Adams face on the back is what I need. <laughs> and then March 31st versus the Clippers, that's the Desmond Bain cooler bag. So there you go. And there is this coming Sunday, there is a open practice. Uh, what are we interested in Orlando tonight? Who knows who's going to play, but what do you find interesting about the Magic? Well, they got the number one overall pick. Yes, they do. Paulo Bencaro. Ben- I think I said, I think I said that, said yep, that you right. Did. Ben Caro. Um, so, you know, I mean, typically those guys play a lot in the preseason, so that'll be fun to see. Um, absent that, I don't know. They got a lot, they, they have a lot of young talent who's sort of anonymous, but sort of interesting. If, you, if you're into Franz Wagner or Wendell Carter, if you're that much of a degenerate NBA diehard that you want to go out go see some preseason Wendell Carter action, it'll be there for you. Chris, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. You can read his piece on Stephen Adams. You can read his summary of Saturday's game, and then he also wrote a piece on the Memphis Music Fest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.